Well, welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Keith. I'm here with Russ and Danny. This is Mike, and we are back for another episode of It's All Bad. Fellas, how's it been? It's been good. Yeah? It's been all right. I'm a little bit sweaty. (laughs) It did. LA got a little sweaty. Yeah. It got warm, like overnight, yeah. you know? Because you know I pet the sweaty stuff. I don't sweat the petty stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's unnecessary. <laughs> I spent fucking three hours at the dentist because methamphetamine ruined my teeth. And then I, went, I like a temporary partial in my mouth. Oh, okay. Or whatever the fuck that's called. Temporary bridge. Okay. Which was a fucking nightmare. Hurt? It's not that it hurt so much. It was just like them fucking grinding away the teeth. You know what I mean? Them putting it in and then I fucking get home and it like two hours, right when my mouth started not being numb, it came out. I had to fucking race back over there and it's it's a fucking nightmare. Oh, no, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. No. No, don't let those dentists get you. It's a racket. Uh, (laughs) Just our buddy, I remember when our buddy went in to get his teeth clean and they they upped Graded upsold him because it is such an upsold situation, yeah. and they upsold him to this teeth whitening, and he was <laughs> in such incredible pain that it, it, he was like he was he would get he'd be fine for moments at a time, and we were talking and we were having to do some work, and and I was doing some writing for him, and 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 he was uh, oh god, and he would just then start to go ah, out of nowhere, just, oh really, just screaming nerve pain that they had just polished his teeth down to the down to the i don't know down to the root but it was not pretty and so i was like no i'm never doing that again and i yeah i mean i'll go to the dentist again but yeah uh, they're always upselling the thing yesterday this lady hands me this bill right and it's like porcelain you know it's like line item thing porcelain attached to the thing like 600 bucks a tooth like times four some then it's like gold 300 300 300 300 to make the inside gold and i looked at her i said well, just make the fucking bridge of gold. Fuck the porcelain. And she goes, well, it'll only knock, knock 100 bucks off. Two. I go, you're not looking at this. I go, that's this porcelain. If we're not doing porcelain, it should just be the cost of the gold. I mean, it was this back and forth. And she goes, no, but we still have. I go, you're not fucking listening. <laughs> like, I know most people don't read this shit. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, yeah. I'm a fucking born hustler. It's like. So good. Uh, what are we talking about? I know we're talking about Dylan going on a doo-doo dive. <laughs> Right, we got a doo doo dive. We got a doo doo dive that is just, just, just wrecked me. Yeah, we got some good guests this week. Yeah, <laughs> we got some really good guests. It was just Wild West Gabby and her yeah. and her shotgun stories. There's a little bit of it's a pretty fun episode. This one uh, that takes a little bit of a turn. Uh, there's there's definitely some there's definitely some some dark stuff at the end of this tunnel danny you had a shotgun story as well and i did in yeah that one, which, uh-huh. is, which is really really good <sighs> um yeah. dig it well and rose. oh and Ro- god thank god for charlie and rose um not charlie rose charlie rose <laughs> was on um no, Rose had an incredible story of, 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 I guess we'll just call it remembering things. Yeah. Remembering things. Yeah. Um, deja vu. Deja, deja vu. vu. Yeah. <laughs> it's me again. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Is that, I think that covers it. We'll just, let's jump into this madness. Yeah, here we go. All right.
Is it me you're looking for? Definitely not. <laughs> Just an unsolicited punch. Disrespect. Yeah. No, yeah. Unwarranted assassination attempt by Rose. Um, welcome to another episode of It's All Bad. My name is Keith. I'm here with Mike, Gabby, Charlie, Rose, Russian Danny, and Dylan. Charlie Rose. Charlie <laughs> Rose. Charlie Rose is here. Charlie, Charlie Rose has his though. Oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> Rose has never heard that before. So <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, shit. I, I'm going to say this is about like 1995. And this is like, you know, because I'm from Covina, home of the Church of the Crystal Methodist. And um, <laughs> so everybody's making speed or whatever. And <laughs> I went to prison and got out. <laughs> and this guy. I'm not, his name was Bob and I got out. I should, maybe I shouldn't say his last name, but anyway, <laughs> so, um, but before I, before I got, before I got sent to prison, I'd always be collecting money from Bob for my other friend. And, um, but I got out and somebody had taught him how to make it. And, you know, it's all a little bit different, the pH levels and whatnot. And this shit, like I've never in my history of doing that shit, I've never like peeked out windows or been paranoid except for this guy's dope. And, I just got out of prison, so I was kind of, you know, refreshed. <clears throat> and uh, Like a spa. So yeah. I did it, and I was at my friend Joel's house, and I was like, fuck, man. And I even knew how ridiculous it was. I was, like, peeking out the blinds and shit. And I literally am like, god damn it, quit peeking out. But, you know, I'm still doing the Morse code, like, dee, 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 you know, like, flicking the blinds and shit. I'm like, fuck, I got to get out of here. So, But it was so powerful, whatever, you know, the way he made it, that because I would do, like, kind of like a motorcycle shifting. I'd stay up three days and go go to sleep for one day. Stay up for three days and go to sleep for one day. But I was supposed to go, like, to a, a bicycle swap meet um, because I had 130 vintage bicycles. And um, <laughs> and I would buy, like, the old, like, Pee Wee Herman bikes. And, like, I, I had two or three of them where I'm, like, I bought them and they only had half the little tank on the thing. And I literally thought, I seriously thought, I'm like, I'll find the other half of that tank at some bicycle swap meet, which never happened. But um, <laughs> but I want to go to the bicycle swap meet on a Tuesday or some shit. And whatever it was, and I was like, I was trying to tell my friend, I'm like, yo, I want to go to that bicycle swap meet tomorrow. He's like, what are you talking about? It's Friday. So I'd lost like three days. And I was like, fuck, I've been up for seven or eight days. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even know it. Just losing days. So... I was up another night and I go to my friend's Lori's house and I'm like, I fuck, I go, I got to get some sleep. I'm fucking, and she's like, what? You know? And like, I'm telling her son who I've known since he was a little kid. I'm like, Chase, you should change the bird cage, like change the shit in the bird. He's like, what? And he's laughing at me. I'm kind of getting mad. (laughs) I'm like, change the fucking bird cage. You know? And he's like, him and his friend are just laughing. And apparently I was like Charlie Brown's teacher. They couldn't, I was going like, no, 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 everything I was telling people didn't make any, my motor skills were dusted. And I was just like, no, no, no. Like, but that's why everybody's laughing at me. They're like, and Lori's like, you need to get some sleep. So I go in, there's like, it's like a sunken living room at this house. And there's a leather couch and like a marble coffee table. It's probably two feet high. And I lay on the couch and I'm like fucking, you know, trying to relax or whatever. And I, you know, I guess I went to sleep, but my body wasn't ready to go to sleep, I guess, because I wake up and I've gotten up from the couch and walked. I mean, it's a very short space, like a foot and a half, but I got up from the couch and walked super fucking hard into the marble coffee table. Like, so it hits my shin and I'm like, fuck. I mean, it hurts so fucking bad. I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, this is fucked up. So then I lay back down and I fall out again. And then I hear this like, 
And that house was haunted like a motherfucker. And I'm like, I'm super scared of seeing a ghost, you know? And I open my eyes and I'm like, and I mean, it's like, I'm like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? I'm like, that fucking ghost is in here. And I'm looking, I can't see anything and shit. And I'm like, fuck. And then I, I go up the sliding glass door and I realize like, it's just like off the tracks. So there's a little space. So that was just the air coming through. <laughs> so I lay back down on the couch. Same thing happens. I wake up again and I've hit that thing again. I mean, my shins have fucking huge like purple marks on them. I don't know. Like I must've got up and kind of like ran one step and hit him or something. And I'm like, fuck. So I, then I lay down on the floor between the marble coffee table and the couch. And when I did that, same thing happened. I'm like sleepwalking or tweak walking or something. You know, like I, my body is getting up and doing things without me giving it permission. And I, um, so when I lay on the floor between the couch and the coffee table, which I thought was a solution, then I wake up and I've walked into the sliding glass door like six feet away, right? Like hard. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm just like, fuck, man. What a, you know, and I'm like really stressed out because I know I need to sleep. And I look over and there's a pool table. And you know how pool tables are real low to the ground? And just, you know, ergonomics, I guess. I was like, <laughs> I definitely can't get out of there. So I laid on the floor and shimmied under it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and fucking went to sleep under the coffee table. That I mean, under the pool table. So if I tried to get up, I would just hit the fucking You're wood. wedged. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a little disco nap in. You know what I mean? I slept for like a day and a half. A little... <laughs> a little a little a little uh tweak walk yeah <laughs> yeah we went when we went uh out to covina remember when we yeah. went out on that trip and you showed me that place yeah and it's so fucking creepy it's weird like there's nothing that, about it that fits into the normal um uh, uh, what do you, you know? Stereotype of what you would think of a haunted house would be like. You think of a big old Victorian place, or you think of like some place like this, or yeah. you know, where there'd be spooky. But there's something wrong with it. And we, I remember, we drove by it a yeah. few times, and we're like looking in through the windows and stuff like that, and just because <laughs> I was fascinated about the idea. But there's, I don't know what it is, but there's always something scarier about modern houses that are haunted. Yeah. It, it yeah. feels so much more active. Like, Especially in Covina. Like that's why I like The Shining. It's like the whole idea when The Shining, like it's all, uh, you know, bright lights. Most of the ghost appearances happen when you can see everything in the hallway. It's not dark and shadowy. It's like right. there's lots of overhead light and natural light in it. And you're like, oh, it's and it's something really sh spooky like when when you wouldn't anticipate normally it being creepy. Yeah, that, that house is terrifying. Like seeing a ghost in the daytime. Yeah. It's like a 60s. Like a, it's like a, a 60s ranch house. It's fucking yeah. beautiful. It just got torn down last week. But the weird thing is the garage had caught on fire twice. I remember we lived there and my friend's niece who, my friend's niece would come <laughs> sure, over on the weekend. Sure. Get a little sidetracked here. Um, <laughs> but my friend's niece would come over. She's like three or four Amber. And um, she'd always be like, this is my friend Kim or whatever. Like, oh, hey, Amber. Hey, Kim. We just thought she was pretending, right? Then the garage, she didn't live there. She lived with her mom, but she would be over on the weekend visiting her grandma. And then the garage caught on fire the second time. And then she came over and she's like, hey, this is Kim. And we're like, oh, hey, cool. You know, and then she's like, um, we're like, hey, Kim. And then she goes, that man you keep seeing in the front yard, he lit this house on fire. This used to be Kim's house. And we were like, fucking what? <laughs> we're like, what? She goes, yeah, this house burned down when Kim lived in it a long time ago. And that man that Lori or that, that man you guys keep seeing in the front yard is the guy who burned her house down, which Lori kept seeing some dude behind a tree. 
And then a bunch of our, <laughs> a bunch of our friends were on acid one night, like fifteen of them, and they were in the garage, and all of them are just tripping. And some dude like walks in there. I wasn't there, but I remember he walked in in a trench coat. And everybody's like, you know, whatever. And the next day, everybody's like talking about. It. They're like, wait, why was that guy dressed in like nineteen thirties clothing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or whatever. No. That house was fucked up. Yeah. No, it was super spooky. That was yeah. spooky. I'm Jesus. glad they burned that thing down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. oh man. I've I've got a story, but I'm a little afraid. I don't want to go to jail for telling it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a you long won't, time. It's cool. So <laughs> I had moved to Venice in probably uh, 1992, and uh, so I was 24 or something, 25, and I had been strung out with my husband and uh we ended up getting sober and we sort of cobbled this life back together and and i was i thought i was doing really well he got sober sober in wearing a tie with the pacific group and and uh and i just had had mellowed out uh and i was drinking and but I, i'm drinking uh i'm getting aggressive when i'm drinking at lunch but anyway so <laughs> with the at the office i was assistant to the head of the studio and i really thought that we had made it like nothing bad is going to happen anymore we're good and uh, except for him being sober which was weird but um and so he he leaves to go work on this movie and while he's gone Somehow I started smoking crack with the Shoreline Crips and it, it seemed like an innocent move at the time. But uh, and and they were all actually they were all really sweet. And and uh, but we I, I quickly destroyed our house and um, and uh, and and I got in kind of deep with them, shall we say. And uh, I was using a lot of their product. And <laughs> wearing blue, and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mary Kay. <laughs> okay, oh. it, 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 it is it is like a multi tiered market. Um, so, uh, so I I uh, I was friends with like the leader, and uh, and so he was fronting me a lot of product. And he was really anti-heroin, and uh, but way into crack, and uh, which you know yeah. preference, same, same, same. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> and I used so much product that uh, he they were getting a little upset with me. But and I I really wanted to also show them that I was really down for the cause. I was part of the group, and uh, you know which I'm not. But I I was I really. <laughs> It, it seemed important to me to fit in. So uh, my husband had had a gun collection and uh, a lot of those things had disappeared in the time that I had let the Shoreline Crips move in while he was away. But we still had this shotgun and there was a heroin dealer who lived up off of like Rose and Maine. And he lived in a RV, in this RV, this old dude. And he was, he had, and the, the guys were sitting around. They said, yeah, he's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of drugs. And um, and because I was in, I, need, I owed these guys some money. And I really wanted to mellow out on the crack with some heroin. I was getting very, <laughs> I was getting very uh, tense. And, and I had gotten very thin too. But, uh, <laughs> uh, which was a benefit. But uh, so, so I decided that I was going to rob this, 
this uh, heroin dealer and I sort of shared with the guys my idea and they thought it was a thumbs up idea, you know, go for it. And I really felt part of, I felt accepted. I felt, you know, but I, this was my time to prove myself. Management. So I, yeah, upper management. <laughs> I really wanted to make that move. And um, so I, I, but I had no money. I had nothing. Right. So I, I, took the shotgun and I went to this dude's RV with this shotgun and uh, with the loaded shotgun. And and I knocked on the door and he opened. I had seen him before. He's probably 65 or 70 year old man, really thin, open sores. You know, I thought this is going to be a cakewalk. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because when, when people a- have been doing that for 70 years and they're still covered in sores and still moving, it means that they're a real easy kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to kill anybody. Homeless people. <laughs> I, I really thought me you as a... like a goer? <laughs> I thought me as a 24-year-old girl in a dress looked... I, I was an imposing figure. So I, uh, so I knocked on the door and he opened it and I pointed the shotgun at him to rob him and he promptly grabbed the shotgun and hit me with it. <laughs> <laughs> Which broke the shotgun in half and then I, I took off. I took off running and, uh, and I didn't want to tell the guys what had happened. So I called my mom and I asked her <laughs> if I could borrow some money. And, uh, and she loaned me a hundred bucks and I broke it. You know, I, I got this check and I had to go this whole thing of cashing this check. And so I went back to the house and I told the guys that I had robbed the dealer. <laughs> that is beautiful. That is amazing. Was that like a two day thing? Like you had to get the check. And cash oh it? yeah. It was, but I, I couldn't go home in between. Yeah. Right. Cause then, and I, I tried to rob him about 11 o'clock at night. So then I had to, drive out to the valley from Venice and wake my mom up and then I had to go to a check cashing place and you know go through that whole thing so dude that's a great one yeah that's a good one that was awful that was awful (laughs) (laughs) proud moment proud moment I got a I got a quick one about trying to rob someone with a shotgun as well what do you know (laughs) look at that dude oh man uh so there was this dude that I kind of knew. Well, actually, my friends had robbed this dude. He was like the like the bigwig dealer in Hollywood, you know, like this little white kid. And my friends kind of kept robbing him, you know, like so we could devise this plan where like we would hang out with these dudes from also another gang, the street dudes from Hollywood. And we would like hang out with them. And anytime there was somebody that was like selling a lot of dope and we didn't have any money, we would come up with this plan where we could just contact our friends from street and be like, hey, we're gonna go and rob these dudes, but all you have to do is literally just stand there, you know? So these dudes would just show up and usually like stand. So we had this whole thing where like they would stand outside. One of us would go in and be like, hey, we wanna get some dope. And then be like, hey, the dudes from the street found out that you're selling in their neighborhood and they're gonna come up here and literally kill, tie you up and kill you unless you give us everything you have, you know? And then they would, we'd be like, and they'd be like, yeah, fucking, yeah, right. And we'd be like, look out the window. And there would be like four dudes all tatted head to fucking toe, you know? Like one ginormous dude, like a small, you know? And then they'd be like, oh fuck, these guys aren't fucking around, you know? And they'd give us all their stuff. So we got like a few dudes like that. And then we got this kid one, I, I don't wanna say his name, cause I, whatever, you know, he might, he might at some point stumble upon this. So, uh, but we got this good idea where we're like, oh, like, and I think we got him like that before, once already. And like he moved and moved in with this dude that we knew that lived uh, 
I think in the same building that the oh, fuck, I don't remember the name of it. It's that building on Cherokee that Alan lived in and everybody. It's like that old fucking oh, Canterbury know. Arms. Yes. So he was in there and he like moved in with this other dude. We knew there was like a washed up fucking rocker dude. And like he was living on his couch, you know, and he was like the big wig fucking dealer. And everybody would like anytime he would pass out, like anybody close to him would just rob him for everything they had and would like run <laughs> off. So we came up with this plan where I, and he would like, he cut all like me and everybody I knew off. I had like one friend remaining that I introduced him to that was like still like coming correct and would still pick up from him. And I was like, dude, you got to call him and tell him that you're going to pick something up. And he was like, and he's a, he's an English dude. And he was like, no, mate, I can't do that. I'm like, no, you fucking have to, or I will kill you, you know? So finally he's like, all right, but this is it. Like, we're not friends after this anymore, you know? So he calls the dude and he was like, hey, like, uh, can you meet me outside? I got a hundred bucks or something. And the kid's like, all right, yeah, I'll come out. And the plan we had was we're going to go upstairs. And this time I actually had the dudes from street with me. And I was like, we're going to go upstairs. We're going to wait outside of the door. And when the dude opens the door to come outside, we're just going to fucking run in there. And then whatever happens, happens, you know, whatever. We like, we had some, like, you know, we had all this stuff needed to pull this off and, one of the dude, I somehow ended up with like a sawed off shotgun, you know, and we're standing there and it's like an apartment building. It's not, it's not the middle of the night. It's like the sun's going down, you know, maybe six, seven o'clock, like warm summer <laughs> Eve. <laughs> and we're standing there and he's, and he calls the dude and he's like, oh, cool. I'll be right out. But the fucked up part is, is this kid's like a vicious fucking junkie. So be right out to him could be like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour, two hours. So he goes, I'll be right out. Let me just get one shot in. Oh, Famous God, last yeah. words, you know? So we pull up and we're like, all right, cool. He's about to come outside, waiting in the hallway. It's like me with the sawed off shotgun. In the hallway. This, in the hallway, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, in the hallway. The, uh, there's like, you know, I don't know how many units in this building. And uh, we're standing there and I have the sawed off shotgun. This really big dude has like a, like whatever, a nine millimeter or something. And there's another dude that's just like waiting there. And he didn't have a gun, but he was just like the type of scary motherfucker where like he didn't need to have yeah. anything on him. You just see him and you're like, here, just take, yeah. What else do you want, you know? And so we're standing there and we're waiting and I'm like, fuck, this is taking forever. And we would go, there was like a place like where you could go on a fire, on the fire escape and kind of look into the unit and see. And we would like peek in and see him sitting there and he's like tying off and like about to, you know, and we're like, all right, cool. Here we go. Here we go. And like, then we would pop back out and like, I'm standing there with the fucking sawed off. The other dude said, we're all just ready and nothing happens, you know? And then like, you hear somebody coming out of their units and we're like, oh fuck, we got to chill, you know? And we put everything away real quick. We like, one of us would go onto the fire, the fire escape. The people would like walk out with their dog and be like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> how's it going, you 90 pound fucking 6'2 yeah. white guy standing with two fucking tatted head to toe Mexicans, you know, <laughs> shadily in our fucking hallway. Moral of the story, two hours fucking pass with us sitting there. This dude never <laughs> fucking finds a vein. And we finally just give up and we're like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, no. We're just, yeah, we're done, you know? Just end up leaving. Yeah. No Call way. Call it a loss. Yeah, oh, just got here. Yeah, we just fucking walked off. Literally, like, every other unit, like, had, people had left their place, came back to dinner, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, it was so fucked. It was so fucked. <laughs> so also a failed robbing attempt. <laughs> the Shotguns. Shotguns. Yep. They terrify me. They have those uh, that distinct sound, too. I remember I had a, a mountain man of a guy pull a shotgun on me on a roof that I was, like, tagging on. It was a, his business. And he lived in a trailer in the back. And I remember diving behind, like, a three-inch wall to, like, protect myself. <laughs> and then, like, That's called and a then, curb. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like a curb. And then, like, military crawling to the edge of the roof and just rolling off uh, of it. And he didn't shoot me. 
Yeah. So that was good. No, that's a plus. But I got a, I got a good, I got a story. I got a New Orleans story. I got my Saints hat on, so I figure. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a long, sordid history with New Orleans. Um, so I, I, I don't know of any. So I was at a rehab called Studio 12. A lot of people know it. It was oh, on, in the Valley. It, yeah, in the Valley. Yeah, yeah it was their, their claim to fame was Killer Mike from Suicidal Tendencies went yeah. there like long ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it was years yeah. ago. Yeah. So anyway, it was kind of a failing rehab, but. I liked it. Um, it was like a tiny little house, and the the owner was this old, tough Boston gangster with like great drug running stories and all that kind of stuff. So I, I loved him. Uh, and my sister was graduating from Tulane, and I'd been there about forty days or something like that, like you know, for a while. And somehow I convinced them to let me get a pass to go to New Orleans with my with my family to go and see my sister graduate. And so I am not trying to be sober at the time i'm like just biting accounting the moments until i can get out of the treatment center and so i'm i'm thinking of the moment i get to new orleans i'm gonna you know sneak off and have fun it's the greatest um <laughs> and um i get to new orleans we do it i'd say I, I think i for i make it for a day i make it a day sober the next day comes it's her graduation and uh and it was it was already a surreal day to begin with because Tulane is a weird school and New Orleans is a weird place and that and her commencement speaker was the Dalai Lama, which was amazing. <laughs> and so in the middle of New Orleans, in the middle of New Orleans, and so I'm sitting there in her graduation, just you know sweating because it's humid and like, you know, my knees are going. I'm ready to get the fuck out of there. And um, and I and I listen to his speech and I'm like, oh man, this sounds like. Sounds like recovery. Like it was like heavy, like altruism, caring for people, all this stuff. And I'm just like, fuck, like, this stuff is chasing me, you know, everywhere. And then <laughs> it gets even weirder. <laughs> Their performer for the uh, commencement speech was uh, Dr. John, rest in peace. Right. And yep. so he started playing, uh, what it was it, Right Place, Wrong Time, mm -hmm. with the Dalai Lama dancing with him on stage. <laughs> And, I, and like, I'm just like tripping out, like what? It was like the coolest thing I've ever seen to this day, you know. And and then him singing about the right arm, wrong vein, all that stuff. I'm like, this is I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and so I go through the day just biding my time. I go out to eat. I'm congratulating my sister. It's all you know. My parents are beginning to get a little lax and like, okay, like go out tonight with Zoe, you know. Right, that's my sister's name. I think it's fine. Um, <laughs> so I go out. I tell her, like, if, right the moment we get away from my parents, I, like, sit her down. I'm like, listen, like, I'm going to drink. Like, I intend on drinking. This is going to be fun. You know, like, we're going to have a good night together. And she doesn't really know it's a big problem yet. She knows it's a bit of a problem. And so she she's like, okay, cool, like, fun, you know. <laughs> we get <laughs> we get very, very drunk. Um to the point where she, at some point, I basically convince her, like, all right, like, let's go home. Let's part ways. And, you know, I, like, drop her at home in the bywater. And she she goes in, like, good night. Like, I, you know, I'm going to walk home to where mom and dad are staying. And, um, oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, and then it got it got weird. Um, so I, I wander off. And for, first of all, New Orleans at night is, like, not the kind of place you, like, want to wander off at night at. You know, it's right. like genuine crime where it's you know people just shoot you it's not like an ask for money kind of thing it's like oh i'll deal with the corpse rob the guy you know <laughs> so it's like sketchy but i'm already plastered so i'm not really thinking about that and the streets are designed terribly for drunks it's all cracked and i'm like and i'm i'm on the hunt for dope like i i want dope very badly that's what i need that's what's gonna fix me so i go off 
and I end up stumbling across some guy one of kind of the main thoroughfares. I'm not in the French Quarter. I'm not by Bourbon. Bourbon's like a smelly joke. Um, I'm like in like a weird section that sells po'boys. And I find this guy and he's got a cane and a little bottle of Hennessy. And he's kind of like limping along. And, I, and I'm like, that's the guy I got to talk to. And so I go up to him I'm like, hey, like, where can I get dope? You know, and he's like, follow me. And so we... I follow him very slowly as he like hands <laughs> along, you know, <laughs> getting there. And uh, we, we go to these projects and he starts knocking on each door and everybody's denying him, turning him away, turning him away. I don't have that, blah, 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 blah. I guess it's, it's, it's hard to get what I wanted there. But he's like, hey, wait, I can get you crack. And I'm like, all right, like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's fine. That, that's acceptable. Like we can do that. Um, <laughs> so... We get crack from, I think it was like the last door of the project. And I'm already kind of like, man, am I like, is this a bad situation? Am I getting myself into? And, and, and so we get it and I'm like, all right, let's, let's go. And he's like, I've got a place. I'm like, okay. So I follow him a few more blocks deeper. And I'm, I'm, I'm north of St. Charles. That Anybody that knows New Orleans knows that, you know, being white north of St. Charles, you're like a, like a bullseye. But I'm also fairly newly sober with missing teeth looking very sketchy. So I think I blended really well. <laughs> nobody, nobody was like looking too hard, but I get there. He pulls up to this, or he walks up to this, uh, this like house with plywood on the windows, the whole, you know, run down New Orleans house. And, um, and he goes up the front steps and he kind of like shimmies out the plywood and he's like, like, come on in. Like, this is where we can use. And I'm like, all right, like, let's go into this dark house. And I go in there with him and I'm sitting there for a moment and he's kind of like, I don't know what he's, he's putzing around with something. And there's a furniture blanket that's in sort of the corner that I didn't like clock. I just didn't, I didn't think it was anything. It was more garbage. And suddenly it stirs. And this dude with like the yellowest eye, like the scariest human, like just like appears (laughs) from it. (laughs) And is like, you got stuff. And it's like, ah, not for you, but like, I mean, he's like, this is my place. Like you, you, you use here, you give me. And so I'm like, fuck. All right, whatever. So I, we break him off. We're like all, you know, <laughs> huddled in this dark abandoned house, smoking crack in New Orleans. And uh, and with, you know, with most Coke things, I have to use the bathroom. I'm like, hey, like, <laughs> I got <laughs> I got to use the bathroom. Like, what, what can I do? And he's like, oh, like, go down the hallway to the right. There's like a, a room. So I'm like, all right, there's like, a room. There's, a room. <laughs> yeah, shit, yeah. there's no, but there's Not no working bathroom. Yeah, yeah. 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 you have a bathroom. <laughs> so I've got a room. <laughs> like I'll use your room. Um, so I, I, I go back there and I'm, I can't see anything. This is like pre iPhone flashlight days. I got no. I'm like in the dark, just kind of like feeling my way. I think I had a bick and I'm kind of like, you know, finding my way. I get to the room th- that he, I think is the right room. Um, and I go in and I can tell by the smell. I'm like, oh yeah, all right. This is like, this is the, this is the place. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I go in the room and um, and it, there's like, I don't know what I'm stepping in. I'm just like, you know, creeping along to the middle of it, which I'm assuming is the best place to go. I just, <laughs> I, just I thought that all the corners might've been taken. So um, I get there. <laughs> And it, every house in New Orleans is built, you know, about three feet off the ground. You know, right. the, it's very high and it's built. Uh, there's not like concrete slab foundations. It's got like the small foundational blocks and they sit. So there's big crawl spaces because it floods like a mother. Um, and as I'm doing my business, like the, the floor starts to creak and I'm like, oh, oh shit. And 
Sure enough, the floorboards oh. give out and I just fall into like, <laughs> you know, like years of built up crack addict shit. <laughs> and and I'm like, I'm like spun, freaking out, you know. I like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that, see, I crawl out of the floorboards. You know, and I'm like, I cut myself up, which is even worse. I'm freaking out. I'm like, who knows oh, no, what I got good. now? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all the like splinters around. from the planks. Oh, I I don't I don't even God. think I said goodbye to the guys. I think I just ran so out the rude. door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so rude. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I left them, and I I I, I like ru I'm running through the streets of New Orleans at this point, not knowing what the hell I'm gonna do. I'm like covered in shit, and I'm reeking. Um, <laughs> And oh. <laughs> I remember there's this spot at the end of the Bywater um, called the, they call it the end of the world, which is uh, which is like the New Orleans slang for this zone. And it's basically a big ass concrete embankment that you can get up and um, and like look at the Mississippi, which is not very <laughs> appealing in that part of the city. It's considering it's like industrial waste. Um, and so I, I run up there. And my my smartest thinking at the time is just to roll down the embankment and just get in the Mississippi. And I just. Ooh jump in who knows there's alligator there's all kinds of things that i'm just like oh man i'm done for like i probably smell like food or something from this shit this is i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna get devoured and i roll around in the mississippi for a while and i climb back out of the embankment there's some poor young couple that like just like give me that look that shame look where i'm like oh man I got, what am I doing? I gotta go back to rehab in two days. <laughs> and um, they're like making out. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like a little like shit monster comes out. Wild eyed, matted hair. I I think I lost my crack too. Like you know, oh, I didn't. Even, I wasn't even thinking. Yeah. And I ended up sleeping. That's the of that story. I ended up <laughs> sleeping. Yeah, losing the crack was. But at this point, you know, I I I was like, I can't go home like this. So I ended up sleeping um, in the in the freight train yard, and I'm like, this is like I'm like looking, and I've got two choices. There's like the pile of rocks next to the trains, or there's like the tall grass of swampy New Orleans that's making like tons of noises. Oh. And so I'm like sitting there and I, my brightest thinking was to just fall asleep on the rocks. And I woke up probably like three hours later in so much pain, covered in dried new Mississippi sludge. <laughs> I, came, I, I came home and I think my parents, they, I think they, they moved my ticket up and <laughs> sent me home. <laughs> that <laughs> that was amazing. Back to treatment. That was, uh, <laughs> so how'd your, how was the trip to Tulane? to <laughs> in a train yard. Uh, buddy, let me stay in the rehab. That was cool. That's cool. He was like, all right, you tried. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking brutal. I love New Orleans. <laughs> Can we smoke? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got an accent right God. here. Oh, we smoking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gabby, I cannot believe your armed robbery story. Yeah, that's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. So I just love that he just so, took the gun away from you. I, I honestly, I saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just whack. <laughs> just it. I replayed that for years. Like, if I had just backed up further. <laughs> You know, if I had it all to do over again. <laughs> I was just oh, scared to rob people. Oh. That was always, yeah. I was scared too. You know, that's that's when I knew that I'm willing to do anything right. to prove. I'm so afraid. I'm right. willing to do anything to prove I'm not afraid. That's yeah, how that's afraid deep. I am. Yeah, that's 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 deep. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's deep, very yeah. deep. <laughs> that's good. You also like, like 
crackhead with a conscience. Like the one time I did it, I was like in the fetal position, worried about his feelings for like months. <laughs> he stole his guitar. It was like the worst thing I ever did. It's because you're a better person than I am. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Some of my most of my best stories uh, were where I tried to find crack but didn't get it, so I remained drunk crazily. Out of my mind, insane, drunk. Um, all right, so <clears throat> it's 2000. I'm not drinking. And then, you know, I convince myself yeah. once again that uh, I probably am not an alcoholic once again. And this was a period where I got arrested for public intoxication in, in Austin on 6th Street, which is like in They're the middle tight. of New Orleans. Right. Uh for public intoxication six times in a three month period. So this was one of the one of the times I didn't get arrested. Uh, you know, uh, I'm just gonna try one. I ended up at this, there's this pool hall that everybody would meet up at on 6th Street. And I got fucking wasted, like embarrassing wasted. I blacked out towards the end. I got pulled over. Somehow they didn't give me a DUI, like just, some, but a bunch of crazy stuff. And I was so fucking embarrassed. Like I had really made an ass out of myself at this pool hall. So I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm not drinking anymore. So a week later, a friend set me up with this guy, you know, like, oh, I think you and this guy will get along. And his name's Carrie, Carrie Jackson. And so we meet up at this restaurant, Carrie, last name, Carrie, that's, that's J-A-C. So we meet up at this, this like uh, Tex-Mex restaurant that I work at and um, he's, you know, he's a total normie I hear or whatever. And I don't really know a lot of normies at the time. I grew up around the rooms. I'd been in AA at that point for, since I was 14. So we're talking and he's like, Hey, well, he also, he happens to, he builds to this day. He still um, builds skate parks, right? Skate ramps, all of that stuff. So he's like, Hey, I got these uh, blueprints. I got to drop off at this place and he mentions the place the same place and i'm like oh fuck man I, I uh can we not go there and he's like what's up you look uncomfortable so i explain i'm like well how do i do this to a normie I, I you know explain it but i just i'm a fucking total lush i blacked out like i got because i had gotten kicked out too like embarrassingly you know and um and i'm like i can't ever go back there again and he explains he's like look i'm a fucking total not an alcoholic and I black out sometimes too you know like I've done it not everybody so he goes on and I'm like really he's like yeah yeah just like recently like I got wasted and he goes on to tell this story or whatever like some I don't know some girl that he fucked around with his friends were making fun of him like forever like about it. and they wouldn't let it go and they were like practically having sex on a table like it was just embarrassing and I'm like okay that's kind of like my level embarrassing a little bit you know <laughs> So he's like, okay, come with me. I'm going to renew like your experience there. So I'm like, okay, all right, fine, fine, fine. And the whole time we're walking up, I'm just like, God, I feel really fucking uncomfortable. This isn't okay. And he's like, stop. It's okay. It's okay. And we walk in and we go up and he's like, oh, there are my friends. And his fucking friends jump up and they're like, how did you find the girl? <laughs> I was the fucking girl that oh he blacked God. out with. 
and had been yeah no, no yeah, way totally oh, Carrie Jackson <laughs> <laughs> I still love you fucking nightmare <laughs> and that poor guy so we stayed friends we obviously he did not fall in love <laughs> we stayed friends and he um, he's kind of you know kind of Alan Onish so he ended up taking care of me another time when I got really wasted somewhere else and a friend was like take care of her take her home because he's a really good guy he's not going to do anything weird or creepy so he takes me to his house and he also worked at Whole Foods manager so he uh I am fucking wasted I had been smoking crack but I had run out I think I tried to like sell my car for it was just a big night (laughs) it was a big night but my car was worth like a hundred bucks so I couldn't even get anything for it so he brings me into his apartment. All I know, it's, you know, the daylight has come through. It's fucking off. Like, that. I hate that feeling more than anything. Like, yeah, the daylight. I mean, that the keeps birds. me sober more than anything. Like, oh, anytime I think birds. you're getting fucked up, yeah, I just birds. shut my eyes and oh. imagine the sun. Com- oh, it helps. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> helps. So he tries to set me up, tries to get me to pass out. You know, when I'm drinking, that's what everybody always says later. They're like, God, you'd think if you would just fucking pass out, like it would be okay. And that's, they're always like, that's the problem. You won't. So we'll give you more booze and more booze thinking you'll pass out and you never fucking pass out. (laughs) So he was having that issue and he got me kind of set up. He's like, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm a manager. I can't let, you know, I can't just not go. So I'm okay. Okay. I promised. So he leaves and I start tearing apart his place looking for more booze and I find some and it's, I don't know, maybe by now it's like seven in the morning or something. And I go out to my car because I got to go score some crack and this fucking beautiful dog like is running around. I mean, like one of the prettiest, cutest dogs to this day that I've ever seen. And he's walking around and I'm like, oh my God, we got to find you. We got to take you to the pound because a dog like you doesn't deserve this to be roaming around. You know, you're going to get run over. So I put him in my $100 car and off I go on this, one of the craziest, I mean, it's it's all blurry, but it was just this insane day. Um, I woke up on the street because uh, I was trying to find the pound, you know, but I'm so fucking wasted and I'm coming out of my blackout. So a bunch of stuff happened. I mean, I like met these homeless kids. I overdosed on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> that was like one of the adventures. I woke up on a street on the drag. I mean, multiple things. It was just this day. Oh, I ran into some guy in my car. Totally ran into him drunk and he felt so bad for me. He was like, just go home. You know, it's okay. I'm a mechanic. Like, I'll fix it or whatever. And he's like, just go home. Just all this stuff. So um, I'm fucking suicidal. I'm at my worst. I'm just towards the end of the day. I'm fine. I'm like, I want to fucking kill myself. Like, it just can't get any worse. And I uh, I go over to Carrie Jackson's house. (laughs) (laughs) You still have the dog? No, the dog... This was like an adventure, man. And the dog somehow, I don't even remember where. I just know the dog was there and then he wasn't. So I'm like, you know, I want to go to Carrie's house because he's really comforting, you know? So I want to go back because I know he'll like Alan on the hell out of me or whatever. And I come in and he's like crying. I was like, what? And he's like, my dog. I had 
fucking, it was his dog that I had been in the house playing with for like at least an hour before. But by the time I went to my car, you had forgotten. The 10 uh, feet, I had forgotten whose dog it was. So he ended oof. up he ended up finding his dog. So, okay. Ooh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Poor did you Carrie. ever tell him it was you that took his dog? Oh, yeah. No, I do. I mean, we. He, I think he knew. I think if it's very. We still. Yeah. We still. <laughs> and we haven't done it in a while, but like every year, you know, there would be like an annual like remembrance on Facebook. If you ever see Carrie Jackson, like you bitch, you know, on. <laughs> that's what he's talking about. So, but he did get the dog back. The fucked up part is right when you mentioned uh, right when you mentioned this like beautiful dog, my mind goes to like, oh, like reward, like that's <laughs> all like, oh, you got to go cluck the dog back to its owner, get a reward, and then you get the crack, like <laughs> simple. Yeah. Oh my god. Hi. Well, you had a story. You had a story. Yeah. Okay, so I've got, but I've got. Do I tell the kind of sweet story or the really horrifying story? Horrifying. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, it's horrifying. Oh, all right. And then I'm gonna tell the story, and then I'm gonna go leave on a high note. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right. So, uh, so I, I after I had run around with the Shoreline Crips, I ended up homeless again, and I ended up downtown on uh, like 11th and Alvarado around there. So after Pico, and and there was a spot that where everyone they were selling at the spot there was girls working at the spot and i am trying to pick up some side jobs if you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know i i don't i i was hooker light i, I didn't really want to commit to the lifestyle the life choice <laughs> but whenever i could I've find it john you know, light yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so I was out there and I, I'm, you know, I'm strung out really badly and it had gotten so bad where the cops weren't, the cops would come and everyone would run and I would just sit there and they would pull up and say, you're going to die. Like, yes, I am aware, but that's all right. And then they would leave. I didn't even have the gumption to try to protect myself anymore. And, um, so we're out there one day and I can't get, I can't bum any change i can't get anything together i'm dope sick and i'm really wanting some drugs and um this guy pulls up and he's looking for a girl and the other girls are you know don't get in the car with that guy that guy's there's something not right with him and it's not a real camaraderie sort of moment but they i got a few like little warning signs but i ignore them and i go with this guy and uh, it's just in the afternoon it's super hot day and uh Sorry. So I, uh, I go with this guy and we go to a motel somewhere in the area. It's kind of fuzzy, but, and, um, and I'm trying to, he's, he's got some dope and he's got some crack and he is out of his mind and I get high and he, uh, decides that he's going to kill me. (laughs) And, uh, he ended up, tying me down to a bed and taping a plastic bag around my head. And I'm trying to breathe through this plastic bag, this like sort of uh, white, I can't really see through it. And I'm trying to breathe and I'm thinking I'm, you know, I'm going to die. This is 
how I'm going to die. But I felt determined to live. You know, I really, I really did. I, I had a, I have a real gusto. <laughs> so anyway, so I do, I, the, the guy takes the bag off my head and he's, and he's, you know, burning me. It's just, a, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not pretty woman is what I'm saying. <laughs> I wasn't really dealing with Richard Gere. But, uh, <laughs> So we spend like a couple of days in this motel room and, um, and everything's really blurry to be honest. But I do remember that at one point he moved me, he tied me up and he moved me to the back of his pickup truck. And, uh, you know, it's like the kind with the little window, not the very, not the, I'm in the cab, not in the trailer, but I'm in the cab and it's got this weird window and he's just talking to himself and and I'm not, yes, of course. And, and, um, but I have nothing on except this cutoff t-shirt. So I'm naked except for this cutoff t-shirt. What is that? The Charlie Brown. I was doing the Charlie, or the Winnie the Pooh. That's right. Yeah. The Winnie the Pooh. So, um, and he's got me in the back of this pickup truck and it's, it's maybe two days later, but it's during the day. And, um, and somehow we're on the 101 freeway and, but we're at Alvarado. I think he had just, he must have, he must have gotten on because we were headed towards downtown, but I had, he had picked me up off of Alvarado, but way down past Pico. And, um, and I can't remember where we, what motel we were at, but we were headed south and we're in bumper to bumper traffic. You know how congested the 101 can be. So we're stopped and I think he's going to drive me out to the desert to kill me. And, uh, and we're in this bumper to bumper traffic and I manage to squeeze out of the back window of the truck, of the cab of the truck, you know, those little sliding windows. Mm-hmm. I managed to get out and I get my hands free. It was a uh, duct tape. And I get my hands free and I'm running down the freeway. You know, there's these stairs that go from the freeway down to Alvarado. Like the you know? little bus, the little bus stairs. The yeah, little, but yeah. They're, they're all fucking filthy even yeah. now. Oh, but yeah. So I, I get down those stairs and I've got nothing on, you know, except for this little T-shirt, this little cut off white T-shirt. And, um, and no one even notices. And he couldn't come after me because we were in traffic, right? So he didn't want to leave his car. <laughs> and and I leave, the, I ditch that guy and I go, I walk all the way down Alvarado without any pants on and no one says anything and I get back to the spot and I sit down and I'm crying and and this girl comes up and she said I told you not to go with that guy and that was my story (laughs) 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 told you (laughs) I told you not to go with that guy I, 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 I like that you said you ditched that guy. <laughs> like you were just it was like, well, I was just speed dating. And I went to, we were at a Lowry's. And the chemistry wasn't there. And I went to the bathroom and I, you know, did a bump or two and realized I didn't need to go back and finish things up with Tyler. And, uh, and maybe, I'd, next, yeah. I, maybe I'd just tuck in. I've enjoyed a shrimp cocktail and I'll find my way home. That was sort of what it's like. That was that was kind of. Was it the Royal Viking? Had to be. Had to be. Maybe it had to be. Yeah, the Royal Viking right there on 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 Alvarado in the downtown. Right, dude. I shot a movie there where I played a motel manager who worked out of there, and uh, and and it was a movie with um, what's his name? Uh, Oh, it's bad. I'm gonna say this. Rutger Hauer. No, dude. (laughs) No. uh, 
uh, Balky. Uh, oh, uh, Balky. Uh, what's his name? You know, uh, uh, the, he was also in. Oh, this is embarrassing. Um, <clears throat> Balky, the guy who played on 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 the on the dude where he was from Russia and he had a roommate. Yeah, the the. Uh, also, Serge. He was Serge. He was Serge in uh... Perfect Strangers. Yes, Perfect Strangers. Yeah, and he was uh, he was Serge in Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, Bronson Pinchot. Yeah, that was it. We may have yeah. to bleep that. The but... best part is, is that the best part is there's never been a white guy that's ever been allowed anywhere near like the fucking behind the that like. The, Bulletproof glass windows. Yeah, never, no, not a never. chance. Except for me in a in a. Well, just bring one of your uh, rattier plaid shirts. Oh, <laughs> I'll try to find something without a, uh, like a, with know, a polo player on. <laughs> you, you know that place is no longer called the Royal Viking. What's it called? It's the pot in because Yelp fucking ruined it. They're like after Yelp, they were like, oh no, like this the motherfuckers got hip to Yelp reviews and they oh, were like shit. absolutely not. <laughs> like imagine just driving through and be like, Oh, Royal Viking, I'll get a room there. Oh, and the yeah. type of shit, you know, yeah. you walk out and you're like, Oh fuck. Like shit just got real. No, yeah. it was gnarly and all those people were there when we were shooting, and this was a fucking tiny budget movie, you know, and mm. I'm playing some joker, you know, some small part. And I'm in the chair, and all I keep doing is I'm in such a dickhead point in my career, and I'm so frustrated that I'm doing what I'm doing. You That's know? how I felt. And, and I was like, <laughs> I was like this is, so none of this is important. You know, I'm, I'm kind of angry at this job. You know, it's just reminding me of how shitty my career is. And uh, and I remember being like, where is he? Where is, uh, where is Balky? Is he wearing the pants? Is he wearing the big, the big funny pants with the pattern on them? And uh, and the and the hair and makeup people were like, oh, don't call him that, don't call him that. Um, but uh, yeah, Bronson, Bronson and I in the chair next to each other, just chatting. Hey, nice, nice wool skull cap guy. <laughs> He's rocking that pretty hard. Um, but yeah, we shot a picture there, and and uh, at it just got to nighttime, and all the PAs, everybody was like, okay, so just be really cool, like don't go anywhere around here. And I'm like, oh, what tells you? What tells you that? The fact that I just see rat eyes in the darkness everywhere—it's so scary. It is a drive-in it's a fucking motel. nightmare motel. I mean, it's like it's fucking. I, I'm going to pick my friend up to fucking drag him out of there. <laughs> It's probably like 15 years ago. And I remember I show up, I, like I pulled up and it was just like, you know, people scurrying in the park. I'm like, fuck. And I'm like trying to think, you know, the only thing I had in the car was a crowbar. So I grabbed that and slipped it in my back pocket and shit. And I walked up and I was, I'm like going to number 15. You know, there's probably fucking uh -huh. 30 fucking apartments. But I'm like, you know, you're trying to watch everything around yeah. you because it's sketchy as fuck. It's Alvarado, you know, just above that fucking pawn shop. So it's like, that's like a, the Bermuda Triangle of fucking... Mm. You know, evil. Yeah. Yeah. And I fucking cruise up there and I get to number 15. I'm just about to knock on the door and I could see there was a blood smear. Like somebody like mm. shot up, uh, wiped the blood with their thumb. And you know what I mean? It was on uh, there when they, that was a blood smear. And I'm like, I am not touching. I just started kicking it. Room yeah. service. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, yet another fine establishment that I'm never allowed at once ever again. Oh, the Viking you're banned oh, yeah. from oh, there? Yeah. I mean, pretty much any motel like in the greater Los that. Angeles area. I gotta run. Yeah. I should go home. Thanks for coming. Yeah, guys. thank you guys yeah. both. Thank you so much for inviting. This has been yeah. amazing. What a what a what a pleasure, Dylan. Wow. Thank you, Dylan. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll right. see you guys soon. Thank yeah. you for having me.
Thanks for listening to another episode of It's All Bad. And you can follow us, please, on Instagram at It Is All Bad. And, uh, and give us a like and give us a follow. And, uh, and please tune back in uh, to hear another episode coming your way shortly. Also, download us and follow us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. That's right. That's right. And keep coming back. Keep coming back and coming back. First one's free. Yeah. First one's free. Give you a little taste.